Hello, guys. Welcome to or back to Books, Booze, and Banter. What's up? I'm Shalina. And I'm Chelsea. Hey, y'all. Howdy. <laughs> What's going on with you? What's good in your neck of the woods? Um, once again, I have worked three twelves. <laughs> it's a good day. And uh, sun's shining. Plants are thriving. It's hot as fuck outside. Really is the humidity. Oh my god. It ain't it. Curly hair girls, I know you feel me. That's why I lock this shit up tight. (laughs) Literally the other day I washed my hair for the first time in a week. Um again, curly hair girlies, you feel me? Yeah. Uh and then I washed my hair and then I was like, Oh, I'm having like a decent hair day and I walked outside and it just kinda turned into like a frizz ball. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. That's why I got my extensions back in because I did not want to deal with this shit all summer long. Yeah. You got them back in or you got them taken out? Well, I had them out for a while. Oh, okay. And I was about ready to shave my head. So okay. I figured the less drastic option would be to just get most of my hair braided you down. You want to pull and- a 2007 Britney? <laughs> no, no. My, it, it, it takes a minute for my hair to come back. I've worked hard on it. It's pretty healthy, but this shit will just puff right up at any sign of moisture. Yeah. So. It's a ball cap season for sure. Yeah. I was just real tired of it. And then with me working out on top of it, it was like every single She getting day. fit for hot girl summer, y'all. Listen, I feel like I hit a plateau and didn't realize it. And then something shifted. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, every week I see a little difference. It's very exciting. Now she's in it to win it. It's very exciting. Go off then. Going on eight months. Killing it. this shit. It's very. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric. Thanks, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what kind of uh, drink concoctions do we have today? Listen, this one was real easy. And it was actually your idea. Hello. <laughs> I'm um, a good idea for once. <laughs> so taking inspiration from the main character in the book we're covering today, um, we just got coffee and champagne. An upper and a downer. Is An what upper she and it. a downer. And I, we don't really know. We couldn't, we couldn't remember if she mixes them together yeah. or if she drinks them separately. I'm going to assume separately because... That's the only way that would make sense. Yeah. It didn't really seem clear in the book. Like I, I was thinking about the way it was written. Um, I, I don't know. I don't think it was clear, but in the show it was separate. And it, but maybe she was intending to pour yeah. one into the other. But I don't know. And I'm for, just going to assume that they're separate because otherwise you're a psychopath. If yeah. You would drink them together. For our taste buds, we're going to keep them separate. We're going to keep them separate. <laughs> and for the fact that it is 8.37 a.m. Also that. Also um, that. You know, I, I'm already struggling with a little bit of a hangover as it is. <laughs> too many margaritas last night. So I'm definitely not about to fuck it up by mixing champagne with coffee. She's sing the uh, TikTok margarita song as you were drinking your margaritas. I didn't know there was a TikTok margarita. Oh my gosh, I'll have to play it for you later. I haven't heard it. It's really funny. Well, I'm on the curve, I guess. Well, it comes from this random lady that was like yelling 
uh, at a protest or something. <laughs> she was yelling about Jesus, and then she Very. was like, "She's the kind of girl if you give her one margarita, she's gonna oh, open her legs." Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. And then one another girl. Yeah, we were singing that last night as we were drinking. Okay, margaritas. see, all right. Yeah, okay, just kidding. Ross, that was the song. <laughs> Yes, that song, that song. It's very fitting. Very yeah, fitting. no, we were singing it last night in our drinking margarita state. Very nice. Good time. I know. I was at work last night and I was looking at Instagram and I kept seeing like multiple people just living their best lives drinking margaritas and like out having fun. I was like, man. You could be drinking margaritas too. I'm here. This sucks. I mean, it's not legal, but I mean, you could be drinking margaritas at work. No, I would like to keep my license. Thank you. I mean, you know. Also, I can't complain because I only work one Saturday a month, so. Yeah, it's not the worst. It's not. But um, the uh, champagne we have is a Prosecco from Italy. That is a random little bottle that I've had from my friend Sam's uh, bridesmaid asking gift from two years ago. (laughs) And now we're going to drink it here on the podcast. Great. We'll see if it's still good. Sure, alcohol never goes bad, right? Mm-hmm. I do love Prosecco. It's not bad. Mm. Pretty good. Which I love Prosecco. Yeah. Anyway. Ow, I have a huge knot in my hair and I keep trying to pull it out and I can't find. I feel like it'd be a great mimosa Prosecco. Ooh, it would. I feel like with some like, cranberry juice or something. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I love mimosas with orange, but especially with cranberry or something, even better. I just chugged um, a little bit of this vanilla latte I got from Mugs, and it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) No, the latte is good, but the the taste. Oh, I thought you were about to say the vanilla latte wasn't good. I'm like, how? Oh, no, 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 no. No, Mugs makes good coffee. They just... <clears throat> apparently don't open their kitchen until an hour after they open on Sundays. That's yeah, just kind of rude. I went, been... I went on a date there whenever I was in college or like grad school. And um, it was this guy. And I mean, probably at the time, I think he might have been a year older than me or something. What? <laughs> Sorry. I was trying to see what they would taste like together. And it's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I'm so Sorry. I, I can imagine, especially a vanilla latte. With yeah, this. I had to do it. I had to do it. Um, but Continue. anyway, back to my awkward date story. <laughs> and so this guy, um, we went to Mugs Cafe, and he. So I was probably how old am I right now? I'm 28. I had to have been like probably 22 at the time, mm-hmm. and so he was probably 23. He might have been 25, honestly. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but he was, yeah, he was 25. And I might have been 22, 23. And so we're talking. And then he tells me he has a 10-year-old. Oh. And I'm like, oh. and I thought he was joking. I just <laughs> like, Really? <laughs> and then I was, and he like wasn't giggling. And I'm like, oh, like for real? Oh. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, 10? Oh. And I'm like, how old are you again? He's like 25, and I was like, really? Mm. And he was like, yeah, we were really young. And I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Like, Obviously. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, what you were doing at 15, what I was doing at 15 are two very different things. Listen, I'm not one to judge, but if you're going to be that young, try not to 
be dumb about it. Yeah, you That's, know. That no one should be a parent at and that so age. We did not go on any more dates. Yeah, I don't. Mm, <laughs> yikes. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was my awkward date story. Uh huh. Well, I. But the I, coffee was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I did it. Um, like scare that person because I was pretty pissed when she told me the kitchen wasn't open. <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> whenever it's like 7 a.m. on a Sunday and you're hungry, yeah. you just got off work. Right. And it's the Bible Belt, so nothing really opens till noon anyway. Can't it's even, Can't even buy alcohol. It's frustrating. And then you go somewhere wanting to get good coffee and something to eat. And then, you know, on their website, it says they open at 7. Yeah. So you would expect that they would serve food at 7. Yeah. But then they tell you, no, the kitchen's not open till 8. Right. Why? And we have why even be open at seven? Then? I don't know. It it just made me mad. We have other places that are available, but you either have to sit down or place the order, or it's just, it's just too much of a hassle. Have you been to the toasted yolk yet? Yeah, really yeah. I feel like it was fine. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of what I got. I got the shrimp. Like it wasn't grits, anything good. special, but it was good. And I liked how big their menu was. Like how yeah. How much variety, and I got a Bloody Mary, and their Bloody Mary was top notch. I I got a cold brew, I think, hmm. and that was pretty good. Yeah. I wasn't upset with it, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh, so good. I feel like what was really the only breakfast place that I rave about mm-hmm. is Speakeasy yeah. and the croissantry. I take it back. I'm really pissed that Speakeasy isn't open today. Because I know. Literally, since we said we were going to record today, I've been looking. Well, since the last time we went and I had that damn mocha latte, I've been looking forward to another one. I but know. I never really come to Benton unless they're Bryant, whatever this is, <laughs> unless it's to record. <laughs> and so I'm like, next time I go, I'm going to stop and get some. And then you tell me that they're closed on Sundays. I know. And what it's the, the only day. So we'll have to stop recording on Sundays. I know. I know. We'll have to do it. Like, you know, I'm off on Friday. So we can do it on Friday or we can do it on Saturday. <laughs> Because we need good coffee and good breakfast. Damn it. Damn it. Um, but do we really need to rate the drinks since we're doing them separately? I mean, I guess you could rate it with the one gulp that you took together. Gross. Um, together, it's a one out of ten. It's terrible. It's a negative four out of ten. <laughs> it's not good. I would rather drink the Gimlet again, honestly. Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. Um, this latte, though. 10 out of 10. 10. (laughs) The Prosecco? I'll say 9 out of 10. I like the Prosecco. Um, I give it an 8. Only because I like something a little bit more dry. That has a little bit more of a sweeter taste. Yeah. Not really super sweet, but a little bit. A little bit fruity. But, you know, it's a little little different drink combo for us today. Yeah, because our MC, as we said, she likes uh, an upper and a downer along with her drugs and everything else. Lots of them. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about Miss Daisy Jones because we're doing Daisy Jones and the Six. By Taylor Jenkins Reid. Yay! Anyway, pre-read, <laughs> pre-read, I had really high expectations for this book. Reason being, I went to Books a Million and I always go and get probably a stack of like five or six books. And this was one of the books I got. And as I'm checking out, the guy at the checkout tells me, he's like, oh, this book is really good. And I'm like, oh, okay, great. I've heard good things. And he's like, yeah, a girl that he points to, another worker. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
she is actually uh, scheduled to get a tattoo that um, from a quote or like a quote or something that has to do with this book. Oh. So I have really high expectations going in because I'm like, oh, she's getting a tattoo yeah. from this book. Like, what could it be? Yeah. And so I'm excited. Um, and it's not that it was, it's not that it was bad or that I didn't like it. It was just, mm, I, it was just okay to me. And so, I, and anyway, whatever. But we'll go on. So my experience with it is, I had um, a coworker whose opinion I trust a lot when it comes to book. She warned me that it was an oral history written that way, and that she found it easier to consume an audiobook, which I've heard from a lot of different people. One of my favorite books is an oral history. It's Rant by Chuck Palahniuk. I've read it multiple times. So I was not sh- like shied away from reading it because of that. Um, but I didn't read it until after I watched the TV show. Because the TV show came out and I was like, oh, I'm just going to watch it anyway. Mm-hmm. And I loved the show. And then when I read the book, it was a lot it was even easier to picture what was going on because I already had the TV show as a reference. Yeah. So I think it just depends on the person and how you consume and how you can visualize and how you can take in a story. But let's just get to it. Yeah. Let's just jump in. That was just my pre-read thought. Yeah. I want to know, I still want to know what she got tattooed after like reading the book. Yeah. What did you possibly get tattooed besides maybe like song lyrics? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Let's get into it, Billy. All right. So the book starts with the groupie Daisy Jones. Shakes place 1965 to 1972. Um, Basically, it's just introducing Daisy. I wrote down, we love broken, beautiful people like Daisy. There were, I feel like there are kind of like a lot of little things that stuck out, like little nuggets that either the character said or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's basically neglected. By everyone. Shitty parents. <laughs> like, but shitty rich parents. Yes. Like yeah. Because, she, like, her dad's, like, an artist or yeah. something. A famous French artist. And her mom yeah. is a model. Yeah. Like, as you do, I guess. Yeah. But did you know um, that it was, like, the book was loosely based on Fleetwood Mac? Yes. And Stevie Nicks? Which is what actually interested me in the first place. Because I'd heard about it before, and then I'd heard the TV show was coming out, mm-hmm. and I didn't really know what it was about. And then I heard that it was loosely based on Fleetwood Mac, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to yeah. be into this. I thought that was cool. Um, which they do some things with that, with the music from the show, but we'll talk about that later. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, yeah, so basically she is neglected by everybody. Got rich parents, but they don't care if she comes or goes. So when she's 14 years old, she starts going to the Sunset Strip, which I'm like, you tiny little baby child. <laughs> but I feel like that's how it was in the 70s, I was going to say, 14 though. years old then versus 14 years old now, which I don't I don't know. I feel like 14 years old now maybe is pretty comparable because they're, like, looking like they're 20. But yeah. I mean, maybe just 14 then versus 14 whenever we were 14. Maybe it's just a completely different thing. Yeah, and I think that we are a lot more aware of how truly young 14 is. Yeah. And they weren't. But that was, that was like, unfortunately, the culture, especially around Sunset Strip and rock and roll and Mm -hmm. all our faves are problematic, dating young-ass girls, (laughs) underage girls and pedophiles. (laughs) But damn, do they know how to take drugs and make good songs. (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was that? I don't even know. Um, she even says no one cared how young she was. Um, and then Simone, she gets introduced to Simone. She becomes a BFF. She's a little bit older than her. Um, she has <laughs> in the music scene already. Yeah, she's in the disco scene. Yeah. Um, tries to protect Daisy as much as she can. Makes her goes go to school. And uh, Daisy likes to read a lot. Her parents didn't even notice that she moved out. Yeah. And she moved in with Simone. And, like, her parents did not say anything. Yeah. Or, like, noticed that she left. Yeah. Which is pathetic. I know. I think there was even one point where she, like, her dad says something to her. And she's like, I don't even live here anymore. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, But the whole first part of it is just different stories about her hooking up with different rock stars and getting into that scene and how much she wants to be someone on her own Mm -hmm. and not just like someone else's pawn yeah she definitely craves attention whether it's negative or positive yeah um and she's just kind of doing whatever she can do to get that attention yeah and it seems like everyone wants a piece of her, but not her as a whole. Yeah. Or to, like, encourage her to be the best she can be, besides Simone. Yeah. Um, and then during that part, the guy, Wyatt Stone, steals some of her lyrics. Like, she helps him write, write a song. Write a bit of a song. Like, yeah. yeah. And he ends up <laughs> recording it and establishing it as his own. Yeah. What a dick. I know, right? So just one more example of someone stealing shit from her. Yeah. And then we get introduced to the six, the rise of the six from 66 to 1972. It was just the Graham brothers. Yes. Yes. Oh, no, the Dunn brothers. Dunn brothers. Dunn brothers. Oh, 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 Graham was the brother. Yeah. (laughs) Billy and Graham. I was about to say, that didn't sound right, but yeah. Which I laughed because I was like Billy Graham, huh? And then as well, like televangelist or some shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so the band's origins, you know, pretty typical. Um, sorry, the garage. Yeah, sorry, on the garage. Billy's the singer, Graham's the lead guitarist. Um, there's like Chuck and Peter. Chuck ends up leaving. Yeah, he gets drafted and dies in the war, which is sad and terrible. And then Eddie gets brought in, which that was, was that Chuck's brother? Or was that Peter's brother? Mm. He's someone's brother in the book. I think Peter and Eddie are brothers. <laughs> yes, uh-huh. yes. And then Warren is the drummer. Right. Um. Okay, I know where I'm getting mixed up because in the show, Chuck leaves to become a dentist yeah yeah we'll, we'll also talk about the show after yes. we talk about the book yes Let's try we're trying to make this more cohesive for you. right <laughs> because we know we tend to get off on a tangent and go in circles and so many very much interweave it like it's uh ivy vines or something yes um so they you know they start playing shows around town they're from pennsylvania right Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yes. That's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yes. I was trying to think of the city. It's like that one time we didn't think of Austria. We're like, we're Vienna. <laughs> Italy? <laughs> I'm still very ashamed. I thought Vienna was in Italy. <laughs> I pride myself on being smarter than that. What? <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so they 
so Billy and Graham's dad left when they were kids, mm -hmm. but he would play guitar and stuff, and that's kind of where they get their love for it. They end up seeing him at a wedding, and he doesn't even really recognize them at first. Billy's like, fuck you, bro. <laughs> um, I went too. That's all my dad's in Oh, 1,000%. And then he meets Camilla. Billy meets Camilla. She reminds me of Cher. I don't know why. I think it's yeah. just how he describes her with like long dark hair, like yeah. in the middle. Even though I know she's like supposed to be Hispanic in the show. I think it's a time in the vibes. Yeah. Just like just her. Sunny and Cher a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I can see it for sure. Um, let's see. So in nineteen seventy, the Dunn brothers, they go on tour with the Winters and they meet Karen. The piano pianist. You know, girl? Keyboardist. Keyboardist. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Obviously, I'm the one. Basically. I can't say pianist correctly. So, like, I have to say it very slowly. Or else it's not what it's meant like, to be. I was reading a book the other day, and the word in there, I don't know why. I don't feel like I've ever had trouble with it. Was anonymity in anonymity anonymity and i could not and i'm like even though i wasn't even reading out loud or anything i'm just reading it in my head it's like, just why, tripping I'm, you I'm up i'm like why can i not say this word so i try to say it out loud and i'm like anonymity and, and then i feel like nemo i'm like anonymity anonymity <laughs> anyway i don't speak english obviously <laughs> oh that's really funny uh let's see what right. else uh oh they changed their name to the six yeah because they're six people yes and then they're <laughs> i love how some of them were like yeah we changed it because it sounds like the sex and then billy's like that's not the reason why no. <laughs> <laughs> so, the funny part about it being an oral history to me is that obviously everyone remembers things their own way yeah. and so some things coincide you get different sides of the story yeah. and then some things are remembered completely differently yeah. so it's really funny well, and i think that's the part where i don't really care for like the oral history just because especially with it being five or six people yeah and so you're getting five or six recollections of the same story yeah and so it just kind of felt redundant as i was reading it and, and i don't mind it if there's like interview portions throughout the book right but the fact that the whole entire book was interview style i was kind of like oh, okay i'm getting over this a little bit like i can see that yeah. I can see that. Uh, let's see. They meet Rod in 1971. He's like their manager. Um, and they're trying to leave and go to California. And then Billy and Camilla break up. Um, and they go to California anyway. They end up meeting Teddy Price, who is a British record producer. And... Um, they start to get um like shows on the strip and yeah. stuff like that and like smaller clubs just trying to make a name for themselves basically yeah and you're kind of starting to see like their rise in popularity their acclaim to fame and how mm -hmm. it goes um slowly but surely or it seems to like go really slow at first but then whenever it does pick up it picks up really really quickly yeah yeah um, and it almost kind of like as it kind of like progresses and they get, you know, it's like the more famous they get, the more rowdy they get. Yeah. And it reminds me of that like documentary on Netflix that was over like the Motley Crew. What was it called? Did you ever watch it? Oh, I watched the movie. Maybe it was, maybe it was the movie. Was it mud or, or dirt? The dirt. 
Yeah. What is what is mud? Is that a, is that Matthew McConaughey? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dirt. <laughs> mud. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Okay, whatever. Dirt. The movie based on uh, Motley Crue. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of for some reason. Yeah, no, that definitely not mud. Got Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I like him too. Yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, that's a that's a good little movie too. But it, it is like that, and I feel like that's kind of like I don't know very well the story of Fleetwood Mac. I don't I, either. But um, look, I've seen some stuff on it, but I know there were like a whole band that had success, and then you know, Stevie Nicks and mm-hmm. Lizzie Buckingham came in, and then that's when they blew up in the hall. That shit. So this kind of follows the same thing. Like it, the story's telling like. Daisy's story about how she's trying to make a name for herself um and she starts to like perform and tries to make some waves and she kind of does but she doesn't ever really write like full songs mm-hmm. she just kind of write, writes pieces of them or whatever and then they're slowly rising and I think they go on a whole it's because tour. she can't stay sober long enough to write a full song that's true and so that was part of the problem too is like She's like, look at my songs, all these songs that I wrote. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, none of them are finished. Yeah. And she's like, what? What? So in the book, she gets a manager named Hank Allen who, like, tries to push her to get her to write an album. Or, no, she wants to write an album, but he's like, no, you need to do something that's cohesive. So they give her a bunch of songs, and she puts out an album. So her name's actually out there. Mm-hmm. Um but they don't want her to write anything until she's actually ready. And then around the same time, the six is getting um, an album worked on. Billy's drug problem starts ramping up. Oh, I forgot he had one too. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody's, of course, you know, it's the 70s. Everybody's doing drugs. Yeah. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And um, both Billy and Daisy are struggling with her. Well, Daisy's not struggling. She's yeah. driving, but <laughs> Billy is struggling because he's got a wife. It will because him and Camilla get back yeah, together. Yeah. He's got a wife, and then she's pregnant, mm-hmm. and so now he's got a wife who's pregnant, and he's doing drugs, and now they're going on tour. Yeah, and he's doing more drugs. Yeah, um, <laughs> I wrote Eddie's starting to get better already. Eddie was a whiny motherfucker. Oh my That's god! Yes, Eddie, whiny and annoying. Yes, <laughs> he is. He's just such a bitter little bitch. No, true. I think he was just jealous of Billy. One thousand percent. In the fact that you know he was kind of like the lead, the band. Well, you know the starter and the yeah. lead. And um, anyway, I think he was just a jealous little. He was, and it just was not a good look no. at all. <laughs> and so that's literally like every single time, it, like in the interview, it was like Eddie's name. I was like, oh, I just want to skip over this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it's just going to be some bitter shit. Yeah. <laughs> so they end up finishing the album. They go on tour. Billy's just getting worse and worse and worse. And I wrote down one of his quotes where he said, there was a line here once, I think, which I feel like was a good description of people that deal with like addiction and stuff like that, mm-hmm. or just anything really that you get super caught up in that yeah. you, you have your lines, you have your morals, but sometimes something happens and you cross that line and then you're like, Oh, I think there was like a point where I, I should have stopped doing this and I did not mm-hmm. Well, can't go back now, you know? <laughs> um, <clears throat> and Camilla ends up finding out. Yeah. Cause she like, 
walks in on him like in the bus Mm -hmm. with the multiple girls. Yeah. So she writes him a letter and basically is like, you have until this kid is born to get your shit together or I'm going to murder you, basically. (laughs) Maybe not murder, but (laughs) basically, you know, she's like, yeah, you know, you're not going to be a part of our lives. Yeah, yeah. Like, either you're going to rehab or you're going to see, like, be there for this baby, but, like, you're going to get your shit together. Yeah. I like how she, like, laid down the law, like. Yeah. You are going to. Yeah. Camilla's a bad bitch. Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) We like Camilla. (laughs) Um, and then so Daisy, <laughs> she just like refuses to go record anything else. Um, and she almost breaches her contract. Teddy gets sent to go get her into the studio. And then she finally gets it together, gets some mild success with that album. And then, um, I think it's Teddy's idea to put her, yeah, like, have them record, have her record with the six, yeah. So see how it goes. Billy ends up going to rehab after all. Mm-hmm. He gets sober. I can't. I, I don't. I didn't. I stopped getting super like <laughs> detailed with my hey, notes. At I was this point. Say, your notes, are, notes are a lot more detailed <laughs> so, than mine because I just got all big themes and pictures, yeah, and general ideas. So I don't know if I'm melding book and show here or not, but. He tries to quit the band and then he ends up like getting ideas for songs or whatever. I think I'm thinking of the TV show. Anyways. No, I think in the book he did plan to like, I don't, I don't remember. Hold on. Well, okay. Maybe he did. I, don't know. <laughs> I feel like he did. Like, I feel like in the book, he Wait, again, it's been a while, though, since I've read this. So, yeah. So I feel like he did try to quit. Like, then- I know they had to cancel the tour mm-hmm. because of his drug problem. And then he goes to rehab. Camilla has the baby. He's sober after that. Mm-hmm. And then I think when they're just ready for, to do a second album. To go, Camilla's the one that convinces him to go back. Right, Because right. she's like, no, you need to go on tour. Like, you yeah. You need to do this. Right. Um, so when they're... Uh, yeah, so they want to do a second album, but they're like, they need a little something extra. And so uh, it's the Honeycomb song that um, Billy writes. And Teddy's like, I mean, it's fine, but <laughs> it's right. missing something. Yeah. And so he, Teddy brings in Daisy and she kind of rewrites it. And Billy's pissed. It, yeah, he's so mad. But to, listen, Daisy was right because all he was doing was writing sappy ass love songs yeah. about how sorry he was for fucking up with Camilla. <laughs> yeah, no, truly. And that's the thing is if you're trying, especially in the era of rock and roll, well, yes, there's plenty of love songs by Bon Jovi. And, yeah, for sure. You know, whoever, but ultimately like they were wanting to be more motley crew and right. he's wanting to be you know more i guess bon jovi yeah very mm-hmm. like soft rock like not what they're trying to do yeah at all. like here's a bunch of love songs for my wife yeah and they're like no bro and he's so used to having control that he's just like fuck this girl yeah. she ain't coming in and doing anything but she and writes see, a better song yeah she does <laughs> but you see throughout like the the band's recollection of the times where billy is pretty controlling as far Mm -hmm. as like what they play who's doing what the sound everything he has to have a hand in it and he has to be the one that gives the yes or no or the final uh final answer because he just 
obviously has some narcissistic control issues. Right. And most of the men really goes along with it and don't have that much of an issue with it, except Eddie, of course. Except Eddie, yeah. Fucking Eddie. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but I just don't realize that it is an issue until Daisy brings it up whenever yeah. she comes into the band. Yeah, so when she gets on board and it's decided that she's going to be a part of the band and they're going to make an album together um she basically turns it into a democracy mm-hmm. <laughs> so everyone gets a say everyone gets to kind of write their own parts for once and things are she forces billy to be uncomfortable yeah um they have a moment where they sing at whiskey gogo and they connect then and you can you can see that there's obviously like a spark of them being able to work together and like being drawn to each other. But since Billy's been sober this whole time, he recognizes that she's like not good for him at all. Yeah. <clears throat> um, because she's snorting more coke than Kurt Cobain. Yeah. <laughs> like she is fully unsober yeah. and he is trying and, she, and she's not dedicated to getting sober in any no, way shape or form not at even all even whenever they were forced like teddy makes them go like to his house to like yeah. a song together and she's just pulling out pills yep and he's like how many do you take a day and she's like i don't know and he's like no like how many t- do you take a day and she said no i literally do yeah she's know. like That's, i don't i don't keep count yeah i don't keep count and so he's like well, you know, basically challenging her to, you know, get rid of him. And so she goes and, like, dumps him down the toilet. But then yeah. the says that she also goes and gets more. Yeah. Like, immediately after. Immediately. Because, like, the anxiety that she had when she dropped him down the toilet. Yeah. Just to, like, prove a point. But then immediately went and got more after. Yeah. And, like, the manager or whatever, Hank, who she's been dating mm-hmm. now, um, he pretty much controls her and he's not good for her. He enables her. He gets her all the drugs she needs, all she wants. She has an instance where she ODs when they're on tour. Yeah. Um, And he doesn't do anything about it. Doesn't try to save her. And, or maybe he does call and I'm, I'm thinking the TV show again. <laughs> um, uh, the other he calls. Yeah. Uh, someone to come but she that's like a wake-up call for her and mm-hmm. she's just like okay yeah now i need to get rid of this guy he's not good for me so she dumps him and he is pissed well, um, is that the point too where she goes to billy at his hotel room and she decides that she wants to get help and like go to rehab um i think that's later oh, okay <laughs> obviously i'm jumping ahead yeah i think that might be later on um well whatever at some point <laughs> she decides she wants to get help but ends up not going because teddy died yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's yeah. That's I know I just I jumped ahead a lot, but you know we'll just go ahead and cover it <laughs> while we're there. Uh, <laughs> I can't. Eddie is so goddamn bitter. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll, man. <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote down last line, page one forty nine, which is when you have everything, someone else getting a little something feels like they're stealing from you. Is that what Billy said, or no? Graham so, said that actually. Okay. Um. Because he was starting to get a little bit fed up, I think, at that point, too. Yeah. And then Graham and Karen have a secret love affair going on. They do. We're just covering a lot of bases here. Karen gets pregnant, terminates pregnancy, Graham's pissed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because Karen just wants rock and roll, and that's it, and does not want to be a mom or a wife or any of the shit that Camilla has. Yep. Um, Daisy's getting jealous of Camilla. I'm covering a lot of bases here. 
Hmm. And because she's starting to like Billy because now they're actually getting along a little bit. Yeah. So when they're actually getting along, they get along really well and they fit really well together. But Billy still tries to keep a guard up because she's not good for him and she's not sober and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But they're recording like some really big hits and now they're touring. She's officially Mm -hmm. part of the band. It's money, 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 mm-hmm. drugs, 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 tour, tour, tour. Yeah. And that they make the album Aurora, um, which is like the big thing. Mm-hmm. Mick Reva pops up for a second. Yes. And so <laughs> if you've read any of Taylor Jenkins Reed's other books, specifically, uh, what is it? Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah. And Malibu Rising. Okay. I haven't read that one, but Mick Reva, Reva mm-hmm. is in both of those. Yes. Briefly. Um, so on this album, Aurora, they take shots at each other because <laughs> they can't stand each other at the same time, but they can't stand each other because they're in love with each other. It's a very tumultuous yeah. she relationship. Tried, well, she tried to kiss him and yeah. he ba- like turned away and yeah. was like, no. So she gets like angry. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, I'm confused, which just kind of shows how narcissistic she is too. The fact mm-hmm. that you think. That because you were so famous at this point that this man who is married and has a baby or like multiple kids now. Yeah. Because it's like Julia, the oldest, and then twins. Mm -hmm. And so that this married man with kids is just because maybe he's attracted to you is going to, you know, pursue a relationship with you just because you would with him. And she throws a hissy fit on the break between the finishing the album before they go on tour and marries a man named Nick and Fouquet, who's an Italian prince, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but then we find out later he is not. Yes. He's just a con. Um, and then, you know, the world tour happens, the Aurora tour, and things just spiral and spiral and spiral. And so all these different things come into play. The relationship between Daisy and Billy reaches ahead because he realizes he has feelings for her. She can't ignore her feelings for him. Mm -hmm. So that explodes. Graham and Karen, after the abortion happens, that explodes. Eddie's pissed and wants to leave the band, so that explodes. And the whole time, Warren's just chilling. <laughs> Truly. Warren's just playing this drum. Like the, the guy that was Warren like, yeah. was a pretty actor. Oh, he was fiction. perfect. Yeah. He was perfect. Um, he's, he's just, just chilling like, the whole time. Just, he reminds me of like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, where he's yeah. just like, what the fuck, man? I know. He's just like getting high on his boat, yeah. <laughs> his houseboat. He marries the actress from SNL. Yeah. <laughs> He's just having a great time. Um, Yeah, so after the overdose and before they get to their final show, um, Daisy goes to Billy and she's like, I want to get sober. And then Teddy dies from the heart attack. Oh, and then Teddy dies, so she doesn't actually end up going because, of course, crisis happens. Yeah. Um, And she saw, at that point, I think it said something, but she didn't see a point to getting sober. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and then at, just for like something of note is th- throughout the whole entire time of the book of this interview process, we don't know who the interviewer is yeah. and said interviewer is never named until the very end. Right. But we'll get there. Um, which we're almost there. Yeah. <laughs> because, I was say, we've really breezed through a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> which I feel like us talking about the TV show kind of fill in some of the gaps yeah. too. But um, so their final show that they play. And then no one talks to each other for 20 years after this or 40 years or some shit Mm -hmm. Um, is at Chicago stadium. 
Uh, Camilla knows that Daisy and Billy are in love with each other, and she rightfully is like, fuck this shit. I've not gone through all this just to let this happen now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Billy's all torn up and on the edge of drinking. And um, she goes, Camilla's actually backstage watching the show. Um, and the song Honeycomb that Billy originally wrote and then Daisy rewrote, they don't ever perform it live. It's like too sore of a spot. Um, but they sing it on stage at this show. And um, <clears throat> Karen and Graham break up. Daisy's <laughs> drunk off her gourd. <laughs> Can't get the door open. Camilla finds her. And then this is where we find out that um, Julia, Camilla and Billy's first daughter, is the author of the book. Because she, as Daisy's telling the story of her not being able to get the door open and Camilla kind of coming to her rescue, Julia remembers this because she was with Camilla. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where we find that out. And Camilla basically sits Daisy down and is like, you can't have him. You need to get your shit together. Like, you're worth more than this. You're going to have a life someday. Mm -hmm. But you got to leave this band. Well, and I liked how she was specifically saying, like, our family, us, Mm -hmm. we're bigger than both of you. Yeah. Or our family is bigger than you. Yeah. And so I thought that kind of, like, put her in place a little bit. Yeah, Because she is narcissistic. And so – She's like, this, our family unit, unit, me and him, it's bigger than you. Yeah. And so you cannot have him. You're not going to have him. Yeah. And so I was like, damn, Camilla, yes. go off the end. Yeah. So I she's like, you. I like your girl, but you got to leave this fucking band. Yeah. She's <laughs> um, like, so basically you need to go. Yeah. So she does. Um, but and, I like that little plot twist at the, like, we fi- figure out that Julia is the interviewer. Yes. And she's interviewing all of the band members to write this yes. book. Um, and then you also find out, that Camilla died at 63 at 63 of heart failure and lupus which I was like damn that sucks yeah um but before she died she told Julia that she gave Julia Daisy's phone number to give to Billy and said yeah she gave a, yeah she wrote a letter yeah um which the letters in the book but basically like you know all of this was true like I loved your father we had a great marriage I don't regret anything um when he's ready tell him to call daisy Mm -hmm. which tears (laughs) i would be like nope (laughs) dan you live out the rest of your day single (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) just kidding um and then you know it kind of gives an update where everyone is daisy eventually gets sober she ends up adopting adopting two boys still has like music career Warren marries Lisa, the actress from SNL. She still lets uh, him sign her tits, (laughs) which I thought was a cute little thing. Um, Graham ends up getting married to someone else, and he has, like, a hot sauce company, which I thought was hilarious. Eddie ends up being a record producer and is still, like, super bitter. (laughs) Still super whiny. Yeah. Um, Simone, she had her days in disco and she invests a lot of money, so she's well off. And then her daughter is a famous pop star now. Mm-hmm. Um, I they didn't did really it say, say did it Billy's say in the book, doing, honestly, or I don't know, was it in the book or just in the show where Simone was a lesbian? It was just in the show, just in the show. Okay, yeah. for some reason, I was thinking it referenced it in the book, which I thought was cool because it was so, um, 
taboo at that time. Yeah, I loved Simone's story in the show. Yeah, me too. Um, I thought they did a really good job of showing what it was, one, like, to be, like, a black woman in the music industry at the time, a black lesbian woman, when everyone had to be quiet about their sexual orientation if it wasn't straight, Um, and just dealing with the seediness of record producers and shit like that. And then her relationship with Bernie was probably the only, like, truly healthy relationship on that show. show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so as we kind of transition to the show – those things were not in the book, but yeah, yeah. very good um, representations. I thought the casting was really good. I'm not going to lie. I was, re- I was, I, I go back and forth about Billy. I love Sam Claflin with all of my heart, but he's not what I would have pictured for oh, Billy. De- I, mean, I don't think maybe Camilla, but, and then Simone, but everybody else, I just don't think. It wasn't what I had conjured up in my head, which I've said this before. This is why I didn't like watching the shows yeah. or the movies that are based on the books because I have these images or, you know, characters in my head. Yeah. And whenever it's not the same, it just disappoints me. But, yeah, I mean, especially uh, Billy and then Daisy, which I didn't really have too many other characters besides them and then maybe Camilla. But Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so it just wasn't what I was picturing, <laughs> but I mean, whatever. And I just didn't feel like it, like, especially Daisy, because didn't it say in the book, like, she, like, had cut her hair at one point, and it was, like, short and choppy. Yeah. Or, like, shoulder length or something, and it was choppy, and then that she was just, I don't know, mesmerizingly beautiful, which I, not to say the actress was not pretty, but yeah. I didn't think it was her. I think knowing that it's based off of Stevie Nicks. I think the show leaned into it more so than the book description did. Mm-hmm. Um, but also her voice, I felt like, was more, like, I was getting more, mm, I don't know, like, I think the book compared her voice to, like, Janice Joplin. Yeah. And that wasn't it. Right. And right. so that's where I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. It was just a lot of, like, little indiscrepancies. That probably weren't that big of a deal to anybody else. That was just kind of like, eh. I think you should have watched the show first. Well, I never watched the show first. <laughs> but Billy definitely. I just, I didn't, no, I didn't think that went well. I think you should have watched the show first. Because <sighs> I feel like it helped out a lot. And I feel like they leaned a lot more into the Stevie Nicks of it all. Because Stevie Nicks is beautiful, but she's not as like. She's not stunningly beautiful. Yeah, she's. She's not as traditionally beautiful as I feel like Daisy was set up to be in the story. So mm-hmm. I liked her that they picked Riley Cuke. I don't know how to say her last oh. name. Um, she is Elvis Presley's granddaughter, though. I did not <laughs> Le- know that. Yeah, is Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. Oh. Um, yeah. And, and, plus, uh, and plus, the book really portrayed this like magnetic chemistry pull between Billy and Daisy that I just did not really get. Really? I didn't feel it, but again, maybe it was just me. I don't know. I felt it. I thought they did some cool things with it, And maybe it was just because I was so disconnected from, like, the characters that I didn't see it, but that was just my thoughts. See, I was in it. I was all in it. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought Um, I mostly followed the book, but then there were some other, like, little things where I was kind of like, eh. 
There were little things, yeah. Um, the biggest thing I did not like was that it created this false relationship or like thing between Eddie and Camilla that did not happen in the book, but in the show, it they had like it because she wanted to have a secret of her own. Yeah, she said, and so Eddie and her hooked up. But see, they did hint at her having an affair with someone. It was just one of her old boyfriends. I don't know for sure if she acted on uh, it in the book, but they she, mentioned, like, met up with him for lunch or yeah. yeah, and it was a long lunch. So I think just for the sake of like extra drama in the show, they just made it someone okay. that they I already knew. I kind of forgot knew. about that, but and it gave I think it gave Eddie a little bit more reason to be more bitter because be more bitter. he had yeah. Camilla, which is I something else. I just didn't like it because I like wanted. Camilla, and I'm like, now we're just making like. And now there's no innocent person at all. Like, but that's life, though. Like, close. well, I know that, but I'm just like, come on, now she was like the good one. Why- she still was. I mean, I guess. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I mean, I wouldn't consider it great to like hook up with other bandmates. Well, no, but that's also the kind of shit that was happening in Fleetwood Mac. They were hooking up with everybody oh, I'm over sure there. They were, but still. <laughs> they were all begging each other. That's why they were so fucking volatile. But goddamn, did they make good music? <laughs> Um, <laughs> so yeah I, I kind of wrote down like little things um, like TV show Rod tells him to go to Cali and then they show up and he's like what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> he's like I mean I guess I can help you out um, Teddy Price is an older black guy in the show mm-hmm. he's a strange British man <laughs> in the book <laughs> um, Warren's last name is Rojas in the show they wanted to um, to change his- that up a little mm-hmm. bit, make him Latina, mm-hmm. Latino. Sorry, which <laughs> he's Cam- Camilla is too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I don't know. Just other little well, is things. Is Warren Camilla's cousin? Am I lying? I'm, I might I be lying. So. I might just be making that shit up. That's probably <laughs> probably it. <laughs> so one of the biggest things is that the lyrics for the songs in the book are totally different, different than, than on the show. I mm-hmm. like the songs on the show. Um, I was actually listening to them before <laughs> when Chelsea got here because I've been listening to some of them are my favorite more than others. Like the river, I really like the river, and um, honeycomb is good too. Yeah, look at us now. But I would have liked to have heard the songs in the book, or the you know songs in the book actually turned into yeah, and not changed so much. Yeah. But I think it would have been cool. Yeah, because I'm like trying to like read the lyrics and sing, yeah, I just like, kind of skimmed sing over the them. In my head, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, I can't picture how this is going. So. No, I just skimmed over that. Yeah. Um, there is in two of the songs. Which it's Look at Us Now and The River. There are two different riffs from two different Fleetwood Mac songs that they got to throw in there. Um, And then one of my favorite parts in the show is after she has her, like her uh, overdose and the aftermath of that, and they're playing Gold Dust Woman by Fleetwood Mac. I got chills when I watched that probably mostly from the song but i just felt like it was so perfect and i was waiting the whole show for them to put in a fleetwood mac song (laughs) (laughs) and they finally did it and i was like oh this is good shit (laughs) that's also one of my favorite fleetwood mac songs i'm probably a little bit biased but um yeah and her fucking husband nick Nick. 
Nikki. Yeah, she meets him in Greece in the show. He's such a piece of shit. So in the show, he's the one that he just leaves her. Yeah, whenever she ODs in like the shower yeah. or the bed or something like that. And he just like pieces out. Yeah. And Billy's the one that like keeps her awake mm-hmm. and gets Rod to like get her to wake up and gets her help and all that stuff. And I'm like, and you then, married this guy, why? Yeah, because <laughs> she was pissed at Billy. Oh, besides <laughs> the fact that he supplied a lot of drugs and yeah. was allegedly really rich, which yeah. is fake. <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. Sorry. And so, <laughs> no, no. I always say just that every allergies. time. Just allergies. Anytime Dan coughs or something, I'm like, are you choking on that bitch? <laughs> I'm the worst. Uh, no, I think it's great. But yeah, she she goes to kick him out. And he looks like he's about to hit her. And then Billy punches him out. So that was a fun little satisfying moment. Yeah. On that too. Let's see. Anything else crazy? No. Oh, during the concert. So that's another thing I think they took kind of from the Fleetwood Mac story and put it more in the TV show because there's a Silver Springs concert that Fleetwood Mac had. I think it happened in like 92 or something like that. Sometime in the 90s and they hadn't performed together in forever. But um, Stevie and Lindsey Buckingham, like you can see all the tension and passion in like all the years, the whole time. They're Mm -hmm. like singing these songs to each other. And they infuse that into the scenes where Billy is actually drunk because he relapses on the show during this concert. And him and Daisy are singing together and flirting. And that's when Camilla finally shows up Mm -hmm. in the audience and sees that. So that whole thing's a little bit different. Okay, like Usher, I have a confession. What? I didn't watch the last two episodes. Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) Look... (laughs) It was one of those things where I would, like, have it playing on my iPad, like, while I was making breakfast or something, but... That's literally where everything happens. I know, (laughs) I know, and I had really good intentions of finishing it before today, but... I, I figured it was just, you know, coincided with the ending of the book. and it was No, awesome. it's better. <laughs> okay, I'll go home and watch it today. It's so much better. <laughs> I know, I know. I hate my life. I say. Oh, no, and now I've ruined it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. A lot happens. Like I said, I think I probably liked it way, way more because... I watched the show first. Yeah. So if you haven't watched the show or read the book, apparently watch the show first. Do the audiobook because apparently it's better that way. Yeah. With different voices, um, interview style and whatnot. But uh, yeah. So what do you rate? What do you rate the book? I rate the book. I would say seven out of ten. Yeah, I think I put down like six point five out of ten, just because yeah. it wasn't a bad book. I like Taylor Jenkins Reid still, mm-hmm. especially. Um, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo and some of our other ones. Um, so not not a total miss, I would say. It's just not my fave. Yeah. But. I feel like I would probably rate the book higher if I didn't like the show so much. Because for me, the show is like a 9 out of 10. Yeah. It's so good to me. If you had like read the book first. And then yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I feel, if I had read the book first, it would probably be more like an 8, 8.5. Yeah. But. I feel like it comes alive so much more mm-hmm. in the TV show. Sure. And in the TV show, it's done like a documentary too, which is always going to be a little bit easier to watch than yeah. thinking about it as like a book of interviews. But 
I was a fan. I was a big, big fan. Yeah. Well, you have our ratings. We don't recommend coffee and champagne. No. Upper and a downer, as she no. calls it. No. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> not very good. I guess it would only be good to someone who was as uh, high as Daisy. <laughs> I was, I was saying, with all those drugs and everything else she's got going on, the coffee and champagne is the least of her worries. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know if you have any requests for yeah. books you want us to cover. Taylor Jenkins Reid is a three out of three for me. Three yeah. for three. No, I like her. And um, what you think. So follow us on Instagram at. Books, booze. Wait. <laughs> what is it? Books, banter, podcast. I was about to say, well, let me look it up real quick. <laughs> it's Books, banter, podcast. And then follow us on Facebook. At Books, booze, and banter. And then send us an email. Books, banter, podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Great. You know, I was doing real good all in a row. I just had <laughs> look, to fuck never, it up. <laughs> look, it's never going to be completely perfect. We're either going to have sound issues. Yeah. We're not going to say the name of the podcast correctly at the beginning. Right. Or we're not going to give the correct Instagram handles and, you know. Or I'm going to cough and make weird noises the whole time. It is what it is. Apologies, man. It's never going to be perfect. It's not. But, but you can't be perfect. That's why you love us. Do we know what we're doing next? I don't think we do. We don't. So if you have suggestions, (laughs) suggestions, send them. We'll figure it out, guys. We'll let you know on the gram. Yeah. We've got some good stuff going. Yeah. All right. right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.